finances and, and financial discussions is um, they're all boring until they're really exciting because something's terrible. So the trick is to be boring, to have a plan and work towards it. Um, I've never made this kind of stuff mandatory just because I, I think that, well, I don't know. You guys think you have enough calls? Maybe, maybe just enough, maybe. Sure, you know, so this will be once a month. It shall be a half an hour and it will end pretty quickly at a half hour. And hopefully I'll be able to teach you guys something each month. But it doesn't it doesn't need to be beaten into the ground. Um, a lot of these are just tips and stuff. So it is 301. So we should start um, irrespective of if we're missing a couple of people. So I will um, I will start. By and I'll I'll raise my hand to it. So and you don't have to answer, but anybody ever been broke? Broke. I don't mean poor. Poor is a mindset. None of you are poor. You wouldn't be good at your jobs. But broke. I've been so broke I couldn't pay attention. So most of us get and I left home at. I think I just turned 18, but my first step out the door was 3,000 miles. And my dad and I didn't get along, which is one of the reasons I dipped as soon as we landed in Los Angeles. And then when they moved again, I'm, like, I'm out. But, you know, I don't know what schools teach now, but back then they taught all kinds of neat stuff, but not how to do anything financial. So, and if you look around, the financial literacy of the average employer, the average person is almost nil. They just don't, nobody taught them. You know, I mean, I wish I wish I'd had a good enough and I'm going to blame it on myself. But if, if I'd had a good enough relationship with my parents, they probably could have taught me that credit cards are for convenience, not credit. Might have kept me from running up about 10 dimes worth at 27 years old, figuring, ah, I'll pay it. You know, I've done a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> when it comes to marriages and money. But I'm hit. I'm, I'm. I got it now. I got it figured out. And so, so why is this? This is the first five minutes of just BS to explain to you why I'm doing this, guys. Um, because the financial literacy in this country is also abysmal. People just don't know how money works. They don't know how to make it work for their business. They don't understand the relationships, certain things. And so, um, this isn't going to be just like personal stuff. Like what's in your account? That's it's not what I'm talking about. I'm going to talk about the business, but. Um, why is financial literacy important? Why is financial training important? Well, when you broke, did that help your personal problems or exacerbate them? Um, one of the reasons, one of the top five reasons people get divorced or break up is financial problems. They can even split up married couples. Um, money problems and the stress associated with them can be hell um, on a relationship. It causes stress, right? And some people deal with stress in different ways. Uh, let me give you an example. When you, you know, just think if, if at that time that you were broke or you had money problems, or were you a better employee or a worse one? Like distracted, oh my God, I can't pay this bill. Like what's happened? Who's the next call? Can I answer the phone? 
or is it going to be, you know, it, it's, it's just, it adds a lot of stress and it's mainly stressful because people um, don't know how to get out of it. So we're not going to do a whole bunch of personal stuff, but I did want to impress upon you what I feel the need is for this um, kind of training and this kind of stuff, you know, I never learned. So the only thing I will say personally, which some of you have talked to me, like it, if you have an employee that's just got their car repoed out of the parking lot, how, how much, how they're going to be at work today or about to get evicted, all those things, right? Now, it's not like you can take an employee and say, oh, come here, Scott, let's talk about your personal finances. That's, you can't do that. Um, I mean, if, if they discuss it with you, it's great if they ask for it, but you can't, you can't just walk in and go, hey, um, how do you spend your money? But think, if you think of it, there, there may be times where people come to you for help. And the only personal stuff I'm gonna cover that's not business today is the, the thing that I should have learned um, a lifetime ago, and that was to pay yourself first. You know what that means? So here's how most people do. They get a check for, let's just say you get a paycheck and you got, I don't know, a thousand bucks. And then that goes out, right? And most people take that thousand bucks and they pay this bill and that bill and this bill and that bill. And then whatever's left, it's usually because they forgot something. But whatever's left, then they think, oh, that's a great way to, at least I have enough to spend, take, take my girl out for dinner, okay? And then the next check comes in and that goes out as a car insurance and this and that. And, and, and here's the smartest, the, the, the thing that I wish I had learned earlier. So if you figure out a budget for yourself, like here's what it should cost me to live here and do this. I got 195 a month car insurance and I got this and I got that. If you will in advance figure out what it really costs and how much you should have left over. Then when you get that $1,000 check, let's say you, you know that you can probably save 200 a month. Well, the first thing you need to do when you get the check is before you pay any bills, you put $100 where you can't touch it. That's what it means to pay yourself first. Because if you wait, you'll run out of money by next check. Who doubts me? Because <laughs> who hasn't done that? Because you'll find a way to spend it often. Maybe it's a shiny new iPhone because, you know, the one you had was a year old. Of course, you never learned how to do half the shit the 13 could do, but let's get a 14. You know, it, it's, it's very common, especially with young folks. And so what happens is they spend every damn dime. And then what happens is also then if you have one of those weird paychecks where the fifth is on a Saturday and paychecks can't process. And now you got people waking up on Monday morning going, where's my money at like 6 a.m.? I mean, sometimes pay periods and paychecks line up weird. And you gotta, you know, we pay on the 5th and the 20th at the moment. And so this that's a long-winded way of saying that financial literacy um, is important. And I've kind of given you something you can't really act on. It's not like Bailey can walk into the gym and go, okay, everybody down, let me see your app, how much money you got and what'd you spend. but. Honestly, just paying yourself first is, is the is the best single thing you can, that and using credit cards for convenience instead of credit. Um, this company's Amex bill is 100 grand a month, but we pay it off every month. You know, it's, it's if you, you, it, you can get buried in that stuff. 
But what we're going to talk about today is what's the best way with money to affect your bonuses. So you know the EBITDA bonuses and the, what you're shooting for in profitability. And I'm going to back up a lot of the stuff that Israel and Madison have been pushing with and, and Bailey's and Shandy's of the world and all the senior GMs talking about production. I'm going to show you guys um, something that I don't know if you're aware of. So let me share the screen. Okay. So let's look at Calhoun. Let's look at Calhoun in January. I want to point something out to you. So you have a you have a budgeted goal, right? And Calhoun actually made twenty four hundred bucks last month. Which, if you don't think that sounds like a lot of money, you don't remember the twenty months in a row that Calhoun lost five thousand dollars or whatever. So, so how do I affect? I mean, you know, you, you, what you want to hear is how do I maximize my paycheck? How do I have my gym do as as well as it can? Well. The problem is when people miss. So let's say I need him to hit 4,000 um, in a couple months. Well, if you miss, this is the, the, the saying was, um, the sins at the top of the PL cannot be uh, compensated for at the bottom. What it means by is if, if I need $30,000 Let's just say three, four months down the road. Let's see his goal is 30,000 on his dues. Okay. And he misses by, let's say he, maybe he needed 30, but he only had 26,000. So what is that? $3,500 miss, isn't it? Somebody got a calculator. I'm sure it is. So if he misses by 3,500 on the top line, but he still needs to clear 4,000, where is that going to come from? You can't save your way to success. The reason we hammer away on phone calls and appointments and, and really bringing in the, the numbers is that where, so, so let's just say, so Jalen's missing 3,500 on the top line. So where is he gonna save it? Is he gonna save it? He can't count on first month's dues. Let's just say he's missing, let's say he's missing 3,500 here. So let's say he was supposed to have about 40,000 bucks. Where's he gonna save it? Well, let's look. Can't cut the advertising budget. It's only, you know, 9%. I mean, he can cut it, but then what's gonna to happen to him next month? Bank charges and fees can't change that. The place everybody goes is payroll. Well, how much further can you cut? I mean, if, let's say, you, okay, we'll cut 3,500 out of there. Well, then what's that gonna do? And there's nothing wrong with cutting payroll if you've got more than you need, but there's just nowhere to make this up, folks. He's missing 3,500, four grand, 3,500 here. That means I have to be out of there at $7,000, including payroll taxes. How the hell is he gonna do that? Gonna work there alone? How much can he really save on electric? Uh, run the place at 40 degrees through the winter? It's not going to save 3500 The whole damn bill is fifteen. Supplies. I mean, got to have some supplies. Can't change 
the SBA loan that, you know, that we bought the property and the thing with. So he's got one way to do it. He's got to bring in more revenue. Of course, payroll savings is very important. Of course it is. And there are some gyms that were, you know, a decent amount over. Um, not terrible, but, you know, there's, we'll always look at that. But you can't come back from that kind of, I don't know, to use a sports analogy, halftime deficit. If you get killed on the top line, there's nowhere to save. Because we don't run, you know, we don't run that fat to begin with. And so when you look at the people who work for you, do what I used to do. Do an ROI on each person. Like, what is my return on investment? So following this, I'll, I'll send out to you guys just a little quick little spreadsheet template and show you how to do it. But let me give you an example. So uh, I don't know, somebody spit out a name of a, of a part-timer you have. Give me somebody with 25 hours a week. Who, who wants to say it? Faith. Who? What's the name? Faith. So I can't understand it. What do you say? I don't know what that person is. Why you got to just say Fred. Sure. John. <laughs> Fred. Fred. Names I can't pronounce. I thought I was back with Abraham for a minute. So... So Fred works 25 hours a week, and what do we pay Fred? I don't know, 13 bucks an hour, let's say that, right? 14. Well, let's say, so I got what? 25 times 13, it cost me $325 a week. There is nothing wrong with looking at how that 25 hour a week employee stacks up against other people with similar schedules. And you can, we can do it. Um, you don't need me for this, it's real Madison to do this, because they know the people better than me. But there's nothing wrong with dividing out the payroll that that person made, and then see what it costs you per phone call. In other words, if Scott worked um, and made, I don't know, 325 a week, right? And he worked all month. So Scott pulled it, he cost you 1300 bucks. And he made 13 phone calls for the month. It costs you $100 per call with him. And you can extrapolate that out to how much it costs you per what? Appointment set, appointment show, and unit sales, and even EFT. And there's nothing wrong with evaluating people. Now you have to have some, if Scott is your 5 a.m., to, you know, he works just three hours a day from five to 8 a.m. cleaning. Well, then you don't judge him the same way as somebody who works six to nine at Hermitage for the week. But you do need to gauge the performance across the company and across your gym. And there's nothing wrong with assigning a financial ROI to each employer. You could even do it for managers. The reason it's harder for managers is because we have completely different situations. We have Hickson, who's just building draft after a big expense. And so, you know, it may not have the same amount of results with respect to profit, but you could still say, okay, 
this GM made this many calls for the month and this GM made that brought in this amount. And there's nothing wrong with evaluating your people that way, especially AGMs. If I paid my AGM 2,500 last month, um, maybe they made that, I don't know. Did they, did it cost me a hundred a call? Did it cost me a hundred dollars a membership? When you, when you know how this stuff adds up, it keeps you from having to have emotional discussions. So for example, I go down and I'm, I'm visiting, uh, visiting Claudia. Like, okay, we're gonna look at your board, Jim. And I'm not, I don't have any idea who's done what. And she has no idea who, who gives her the best return on investment. She has no idea who her best performers are because she hasn't put dollars to it. Then we're forced to go with what? Anecdotal evidence. I like Claudia. She's cool. I like Wendy. She's a good, she's a good person. That all may be true, but it's not the way to evaluate the performance of either employees, managers, or locations. You are forced to go into personalities and what you think you know when you're not counting the dollars and seeing what they cost. And it sounds... I don't know, hard-nosed, if you will, or cold-blooded or whatever, but you make those decisions all the time. All the time. Is the place I'm living worth what I'm paying? Can I afford a new car? Do I want a new car? Is it worth it to buy a new car? Do I really need this? Do I not? You make those decisions all the time. You have, you have to make discriminatory decisions on the value of things. And that, at least, if you, if you know what your people cost you, and what they produce for you, it alleviates the, the morass of personal conversations about, you know, imagine this, like, Claudia, you know, you guys got to make more money. Well, we're doing the best we can. Yeah, but you still, it's still not profitable enough. Not one, that makes no sense, right? At the end of the discussion, she's mad at me and I'm disappointed with her because we didn't talk about any of the concrete, concrete. If I say, Claudia, I need you to cut, um, five hours back per week and I need you to do 3,000 in EFT next month. Which you guys get from Israel and Madison and the senior gyms all the time. That you can work on. If I say, well, you didn't make the 1,100 phone calls, you only made 600. So no wonder you missed she, That we can talk about. If I just go, well, you're not trying hard enough. Eh, that's a personal attack, isn't it? So with that said, and knowing that you have to manage a business, let me give you some tips on how to keep some costs down that are smaller costs. Um, rush orders, if you don't keep track of Cintas in your inventory and all of a sudden you need something desperately, always cost more. If equipment isn't maintained and lubed and, you know, set and clean so you can see if there are difficulties, what happens? Got to replace and repair it. Who here has had to replace the linings on their um, hydro massage? Me. Oh, that costs a lot. Do you remember what it cost, Madison? Do you remember what the heck it cost? I just spent it yesterday $840 for both parts. Ow. Yeah. All right. So 
what happens to who wants to I mean eventually they croak but what happens if you don't what keep them maintained how do you maintain them what do you do for it yeah call Josh <laughs> so you, got it. you wipe it down yeah wipe, wax on wax off so so just a lack of physical effort just does what it causes that thing to get shot now that 800 bucks where does that go repairs and maintenance doesn't it and it didn't even have to and that 800 bucks could be the difference between you making a profit or not maintenance to keep from large expenses is worth paying attention to the ROI on employees what they what I actually get for Tony's 40 hours what do I actually get what does she actually do and then of course there are always nuances to that like um, she was out training at a different gym I mean you know what your people are doing but if you start looking at it with respect to the ROI on the staff member it's really no different than what you've been doing with gym sales and with Analyze and looking at your other KPIs. Here's a really minor one, but we'll have a lot to do. You guys have air conditioning uh, filter contracts, don't you? Right? Does everyone have a maintenance contract? I think everybody but Texas did a few months ago, but I think we do now, right, Madison? Yeah, we do know. Okay. Why do we bother with that? Why didn't we just let you guys think about it? Because we forget. How much did the air conditioner cost? Was that Calhoun or Chatsworth? I don't know. It was like 10 grand. 20,000, I think. Yeah, well, yours was ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Now, that wasn't Jay. Jalen got there and the thing croaked the next month. So we blamed it on him, but it really wasn't his fault. Yeah. Now, it didn't just die because it wasn't maintained. It died because it was 2,000 years old. But um, who remembers how to check to see if your facility is positive or negative? You know what that is? Just if you might remember this. So the air balance in your facility should be neutral if you were to open the door and you put a a leaf or a piece of paper at the threshold it should neither blow out nor be sucked in to the facility it should just sit there if you're too positive it means that you're out of whack you've, you've got to have that air conditioning company check and make sure that means every time you open the door it's actually forcing your nice cold air outside if you're negative, if the door is open and the paper just comes flying in, it means every time someone opens a door, it's actually sucking in the outside air. So in the winter, you're sucking in cold air that you then have to heat. In the summer, you're sucking in hot air that you then have to cool. Um, being neutral rather than extremely positive or negative on your air, is it gonna save you enough to hit an EBITDA bonus? No, but it might be an extra couple hundred bucks of energy usage over the course of a month might be the last bit. So that's the that's the tech. Now, I know you all going I don't expect you all to run out and go take a piece of paper to the front door, although might be worth knowing. If you have a problem that way, you need to let the maintenance company know. Okay. Lastly, 
does everybody, I'm just going to bring this up because it has to do with finances, but you all know how the system works, right? I'm going to feel like we need to explain it. And I know Israel has, I'm just going to backfill. So holidays, paychecks is not, they can't process payroll. So if the fifth falls on a Saturday, you'll almost always get it on Friday or it could be Saturday. If it falls on a Sunday, you'll get it Monday. But if Monday's a holiday, it could be an extra day. My bank's always a day later than payroll. I don't even look on the 5th or 20th. I don't even bother. I know USA is gonna take their sweet ass time. They're gonna be another couple of days. Um, you may all know this, but you can. I can tell from the emails and some of the staff questions that they don't understand how it works. In the old days, what happened? Nobody's old enough to know. Madison, maybe. Remember you get a check and then everybody wanted to go to the bank at lunch because if you didn't get there by two o'clock, it didn't hit your account by midnight. And then you couldn't chase girls with martini money because you didn't get the money until Saturday morning and you wanted to go out Friday night. It was very stressful. And we can go back to that if people want to bitch. <laughs> but. Here, Jalen, here's the check. Oh, sorry, it's four o'clock, bank's closed. Guess you can deposit it Monday, right? That's how it was, that's how it rolled. Please teach them how the, how it works and let them explain. It's not like somebody's trying to stiff them. There's just no way to do that. Um, so what do we cover? Well, the need is the less, the less financially stressed our businesses or our personal lives are, the happier and more productive our employees and, and we are ourselves. Um, I've, there's certainly people that I've talked about personal finances and stuff with before, but again, you have to be very careful. You can't just arrange that. But if, if, you're, if your staff knows, if certainly you've had people going, oh my God, I didn't get my check and it was a holiday, right? Now you, you're like, oh man, dude's there on a Saturday. I'll never be able to get him to make calls. Perhaps if it had been explained to them, you see the dates coming up and you know how it's gonna work, maybe let them know. It matters. There's no, no way to mess with somebody's head more than have them think you're messing with their money. Fair, I mean, that'll, that'll turn the most motivated person um, into a very unhappy person. So just quick, quick recap. You can't cut your way to success. These, these KPIs that they push on, there's a reason, folks, there really is, because it has to grow a certain amount each month. And if you get behind, if, if Bailey doesn't grow Morristown, or if, if McKenna doesn't grow, let's say McKenna misses by a thousand bucks in EFT, I can say that because you're at 97%, you're not gonna miss. But let's just say she did. So she missed by a thousand dollars this month, right? How much will that cost us in 2024? $10,000, why? Well, because she's a thousand less in EFT that we then can't bill next month or every month thereafter. So if she has targeted goals, she has to make up that thousand or it's gonna be harder all the time. Same thing with your own personal. If if Madison, I'm just gonna say Madison has three thousand worth of bills and he makes four thousand dollars, but one month he makes two thousand dollars. 
I was like, shit, how do I catch up? I got late bills, right? So the next month he makes four, he really only had to pay a thousand back. It sets you back. You can't fix a lack of production. And if you get behind, and that's why we're so, we're so on your ass on the first quarter. You know, I know sometimes it seems like we're a little caustic and some of the conversations can get a little barbed, but honestly, guys, it's like saving money when you're young versus trying to make up for it when you're old. Same thing in this industry. If you can come out of the first quarter at goal and ahead of goal, the whole year will be not only easier for you, but more profitable for your own personal um, paycheck. So that's the end of it. Two minutes early. We'll be more specific next month. We'll pick something that we can attack and show to make money from. But today was mostly just to give you an example of how these things are going to go. And you may ask or, or any topics you want to hear or things, to, but it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to step on, I'm not going to delve into production. That's, that's the, that's other folks. Now it's, it's got financial stuff where your gym sits, how your PL sit, how you can make it a change, what your ROIs are. Would you like me to send you, well, I will do it. I'll send you guys like a grid if you want, like how to do an ROI on each staff member, what kind of you might check on. This is not to supplant your KPIs. Don't let those things go. Israel and Madison and Bailey and Shandy and all the other folks, they all need that stuff. They need you to look at that stuff. However, I will send you something else that you can do an ROI check, which I'm, I'm quite sure I've not seen. I used to do it, but I haven't seen anybody else do it. And then you can decide. Any questions? See, it wasn't that boring. Only McKenna fell asleep. I think maybe. Oh, she woke up. All right. Melissa, too. Good. Cheers. Look at that. No HR violations, and I did a 30-minute call. Cool. I better get off quick. Y'all have a great rest of your week. Close this sucker out strong. We got 29 days. At least we got an extra day. Right? So, cheers. And if you have any questions specifically that you didn't want to bring up in front of the group, yeah, give me a call or email. You know? Madison, when did that start? Oh, it's not. He, Madison, you know, like I had to catch up. Madison looked like Tom some... Selleck that stayed in the tanning bed too long. Why? Right. HR thing. No, my my workout partner, he has like a full, like the full thing. And so I cut mine, but I was trying to catch up with some of the AGMs because um, we got some AGMs that are on, like that are on the calls that have like a huge mustache. And I just.